He is the creator and sustainer of all the worlds, whether those worlds are known or unknown to mankind. unclouded by hate hello everybody does not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice my name is charlie you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer ce dorset and today we're going to do something different because next week we're doing something really different so as you know i start every episode by saying you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer and I am a sci-fi fantasy writer. <laughs> it's what I do, and it's what I spend the majority of my time on. And I am in the middle of getting ready for National Novel Writing Month. And it is starting to take up more and more of my time. And I've already been thinking about this for what November would look like, because I am going to be writing like crazy in November. If you're not familiar with National Novel Writing Month, it is... A self-challenge to write 50,000 words in 30 days. In other words, write a small novel, you know, the size of The Great Gatsby. About two, That's a, about two books of Genesis, I believe. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot. And I enjoy doing it. I try to do it every year. But it's going to completely eat my time. And... I am going to be taking this podcast weekly, starting next week through to the end of um, November. And depending on exactly how you all react to that, we'll, we'll talk then about whether we go back from a weekly schedule to a daily schedule or not. But I can record a weekly show much easier during all of this because it's getting really stressful. I spent most of the day um, draw, drawing preparatory work and you know it's, it's hard for me to find time to do podcasting right now. This is one of the reasons why I ask your help to make this my full-time job. So since I'm making that announcement today, I thought it would be fun to talk about one of my favorite things about creation spirituality and that is art as meditation. And I've talked to a lot of people about this. This can be anything from painting to drawing to singing. Anything that fills you to the point where you lose yourself. For me, this is writing. And oftentimes it's writing I never show anybody because I love to write poetry and I am a terrible poet. <laughs> I, I am one of the world's worst poets, but I thoroughly enjoy writing poetry. And so very often... I will take my meditation time to write a poem that no one will ever see. And that's the point. You're, you're not writing for anyone else. You're writing for yourself. You're creating for yourself. It's, it's non-judgmental. And that's a big part of doing art as meditation. Is you just give yourself over to it. You just let it happen. And you give all of yourself and you lose yourself in the act of creation. 
Um, one of the things that I often do for art as meditation is I, I like to do coloring books. Sometimes I um, will knit. I'm not the best knitter either, but I, I do get lost in the pattern and I find myself entering that same meditative state that I do during, you know, sitting meditation. It's a powerful, powerful thing. And I recommend that you try it if you haven't tried it before. It, it's not something I want to give instructions for. And some people who practice art as meditation may disagree with me on that. But what I think makes art as meditation powerful is that it is finding your natural creativity. And that could be cooking, that could be baking, that could be writing like I do, that could be drawing, like whatever it is, finding your natural creativity and just trusting it, just being there with it and just letting it happen and allowing yourself to get lost in it to the point where it's just flowing from you. Now, I actually started practicing this before, I think before I first found out about creation spirituality. I'm trying to remember when writing down the bones came out because yeah, yeah, the first edition of Writing Down the Bones by Natalie Goldberg came out in 1986, and I read it in the 90s, in the mid-90s. And I didn't learn about creation spirituality till about 99, 2000, somewhere in there. So, um, and I actually started with the book Prayer by Matthew Fox, and that hooked me. This idea that your whole life should be prayer. I found that very powerful. In this book, she refers to her own work with her yogis and how sitting meditation did not work for her. And so she began this kind of just write, writing, this journaling. And her version of it is different from mine and the way that I do it. But if you're looking for an example, especially as a writer... I definitely suggest that you read her book, Writing Down the Bones. Um, second edition of that is out, and I read that not that long ago, and it's it's pretty good. Um, I actually recommend, if you can get the audiobook, to get the audiobook. I'm a big fan of audiobooks. But the really cool thing about the audiobook is um, Natalie reads the audiobook, and there are times when she'll actually put down the book and go, okay, look, I'm going to go off script, but... I felt like it was important to say this and it's even more than what's in the book. Art as meditation is a practice that we find on the third path, the via um, creativa, the creative way. And it teaches us to trust those things that are within us and to ride them into being. And this is one of the most difficult things for us to learn to do because we are socialized, especially here in the United States. I, I can't speak for other countries because this is the only one that I've lived in, 
Um, but we are socialized from a very young age to be judgmental about creative work and to especially be self-conscious of the work that we create because we are not as obviously we are not as good as the great masters on high whose works we study in school which is frustrating and a lie and just obnoxious but i'll tell you from my own experience so some of the artist meditation that i do actually makes it into my books because there are times when I'm just writing, like I'm working on a story and I'm writing and I just evaporate and there's nothing there but the book. I have this profound experience of nothing being there except for my experience of the text and my experience of composing the text. And sometimes it even goes beyond that where I, it's like I'm watching a movie and I'm very glad that I wrote things down when I get to the uh, a stopping point. And it's a powerful experience and one that's really hard to describe. Not just to somebody who hasn't had it, but just in general. Because there is a sense of liberation, which I have achieved in sitting meditation but not never as profoundly as I have during those times when I'm writing. Or sometimes even when I'm drawing. I love to draw. I don't share a lot of my drawings because, you know, I'm self-critical about them. But I, 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 I love to draw. And I find myself getting lost in the work of drawing. In just the mechanics of it. And... I will spend hours sometimes on my quote-unquote retreat days just drawing and just letting whatever it is flow through me and getting lost in it and being open to the images and the experiences that are flowing through me. Now, I'm not saying that you cannot do a directed form of artist meditation. You absolutely can. And if you want to set up challenges for yourself, and if you want to do one of my favorite forms of artist meditation, which, depending on how they are, I've actually shared a couple with my husband recently. Um, I've been writing, as part of my spiritual practice, I've been writing Midrashim, um, seeking out the uh, truth in various passages of scripture as a way of getting in touch more deeply with my own spirituality and my own thoughts. This is a very powerful technique. And if you've never tried that, you should Google um, White Fire writing Midrashim. I'm writing Midrash. Midrash is spelled M-I-D-R-A-S-H. And you'll actually get better instructions than I could give you, and <laughs> this is why I'm pointing you to her work, because all I would do is basically read through those instructions. But it's a way to interact with scripture that comes down to us from Jewish tradition that brings the stories, the characters, and the world of the Bible alive 
in a very powerful way. And if you are a creative writer at all, or if you just have issues with a particular passage of scripture, it's a very interesting way to tease out meaning from it. And not meaning in necessarily the same way that you would by looking into the language and other and all that. But that is only one that literal the literal and figurative reading of scripture, that's only two of the four ways to look into what scripture really says. The next is Midrash, where you are literally trying to read the white fire of the paper between the letters and tease out the story that's not there to get deeper insight and deeper meaning. And then there's the mysterious mystical reading that 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 would take a much longer time to talk about. But if you've never tried writing Midrash, I do recommend it. It is a wonderful way to connect and to put yourself within the story and tease meaning out of it. These are just some suggestions. If you look around, I'm sure you'll find others. But I really want to encourage you to try to find this type of meditation for yourself and not look for instruction. This is one of those things that I am very unlike a lot of my comrades on, that I, I don't think that this type of meditation really requires you to sit at the foot of a master and learn deep and profound ways to do it, because I I have found from my own experience that there are ways that I tune into that kind of calm, peaceful state, that wonderful, mindful place through creative works that is different from the way others do. And that is empowering, realizing that you can find your own way to meditate. And it's not all about how someone else does it or how it's been done for hundreds or thousands of years. You know, I, I know people that find that kind of piece playing sports. I know people who find that kind of piece playing dance back before my legs got really bad. I would often dance and dance and dance because I found meaning in the simple act of dancing. It was one of my absolute favorite things to do before my legs got bad and I wasn't able to really do it as much anymore. Um, it's one of the things that I really miss. But try to find what works for you. What is something that you love doing, something you like doing, something that means something to you? Do you play an instrument? Do you like to just sing along to music? Do you like to write? Do you like to draw? Do you like to cook? Do you like to bake? Whatever it is, find that thing that takes you out of yourself. That's very important. There, there's proper meditation is so similar to entering a flow state that you kind of lose yourself. You kind of lose track of time. 
which is why timers can be very important with this stuff. Um, because you become untethered to the mundanity of this world. And you find yourself existing in that natural state of joy, that natural state of wisdom, of insight, where you're putting in enough effort with just enough faith, just enough mindfulness, just enough concentration, just enough wisdom, that you find yourself in this magical place where the world drops off. And sometimes you don't even feel your own presence there. You're just doing. And when you get to that place, you know you've done it. And don't get discouraged. Don't think that it will necessarily happen the first time. But find what it is. I'm sure you'll find something. The, the only structure that I put on you is it needs to be something creative. In other words, you should have something when you're done. Either a poem, a picture, a scarf, a hat. <laughs> there should be... Or a, a memory can be good. I think that's a good way of thinking of what you have left after a dance or after a song. Or maybe you're going to write a song. Whatever it is, don't do it for anyone else. Don't do it for recognition or to be good. Just let go and do it. Because honestly, that's the only way I get through National Novel Writing Month. Is I have to get to a place in the writing that literally I get up in the morning, I sit down at you know, after breakfast, and I just enter that place where I'm just writing. And I'm just writing. And there's nothing between me and the words. And when that happens, oh, it's a glorious and wonderful thing. It does not happen every day. <laughs> Don't expect it to happen every day. But when it does happen, it is a glorious and wonderful experience. So I, I highly recommend that you try that out. Um, don't forget next week, we are going to be going to a weekly format through at least the end of, um, November because, you know, I will be busy with the writing. And if you're going to be doing National Novel Writing Month, hit me up over on Twitter. I'm Wisdom Cries Out on Twitter. Um, or you can hit me up at C.E. Dorset, which is my other Twitter and we can do it together. But hopefully you're having a good time. Hopefully you're enjoying this podcast. If you are, hit the like button if there is one. Um, if you can rate this podcast, please do. Um, it tells the algorithm that other people should listen. That really does help out a lot. If you know anybody that you think would be helped by this podcast, please share it. That helps out a lot. And... Yeah, that's all I'm going to say today. Thank you so much for everything that you've done in helping this podcast grow, and I will see you next week. Until then, may God bless you and keep you growing ever in wisdom and compassion. 
Amen.